before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. You're about to listen to a special preview of the latest edition of The Endgame, featuring Bill Fleckenstein and our very special guest, Josh Wolf, the co-founder of Lux Capital. Josh's head is home to one of the most remarkable brains I've had the good fortune to encounter in my career. So for Fleck and me to have the opportunity to spend an hour inside it was just too good to pass up. As always, Josh delivered a masterclass in strategic thinking with, among other things, market narrative, the incredible advances in technology shaping our future, SPACs, volatility, and Tesla, all finding themselves under Josh's keen gaze. Along the way, we delve into cryptocurrencies, the problems facing pension funds, and the many geopolitical situations that have Josh's radar beeping. Trust me, this is a conversation you will not want to miss. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including The End Game, The Super Terrific Happy Hour, and The Narrative Game, is available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all podcasts, while members of the Silver Tier get both the podcasts and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go, Hmm. So, if you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high-quality content like it, please make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, please enjoy the show. Josh Wolf, welcome to the Endgame, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us. Great to see you. Great to be with you guys. You know, I, I have to, I have to relay the story of the first time you and I met. Uh, I figured I'd save it for when you were here because I've, I've told other people this. I don't think I've ever shared this with you. Back in the day, we were filming some stuff in Real Vision, and Mike Green and you were going to have a conversation. We'd rented like an apartment somewhere in New York. And I'd done a couple of interviews during that day and, and had finished for the day. And, and you and Mike were going to be the last one. And the two of you sat down and I was sitting over in the corner of the kitchen on a, on a, like a tall stool and off the two of you go. And it was just, it was exhilarating and bewildering all at once. And I, I was leaning so far in getting so involved in the conversation that I actually fell off my stool. If you listen, <laughs> if you listen to the audio, you can hear the kind of clunk as I grab the wall and almost fall off the stool. And I realized I'm just leaning and leaning and leaning, getting so engrossed in the conversation. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. And, and as I say, every conversation of yours that I've, I've had a chance to listen to since then, I've, I've embraced. So I'm just thrilled to have you here with Bill and I. So you got your seatbelt on today? You had, so have, you don't I'm fall out of your in. chair? Huh? I'm strapped in. I'm, okay. I've got a table in front of me now, so I should be okay. So, so Josh, look, um, there's, there's so much to get into here. And I think timing is everything. And I would love to, this is not really part of the end game, but I'm just curious because I know you've thought about this and written about this a lot. I, the day after Tesla's results were, were published, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the results and perhaps more illustratively the 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 feedback and the and the response to it from from both sides. Well, we are in an entirely narrative driven economy and have been for a very long time. And so headlines were uh, record revenues or profits. and uh, you know action stock was down I don't know three four percent I haven't looked today what latest, but, um, you know, it's, it's expectations and it's fundamentals and it's what degree, if you were a true analyst, you're looking at the fundamentals are actually from business operations versus, you know, either accounting games, um, which are maybe a little bit more nefarious or from, uh, profits from crypto, which were, you know, maybe 
less nefarious. Um, and then the signaling of, you know, why 10% of that allocation was sold, which was, you know, to prove liquidity versus, um, you know, to realize profit and make a quarter. Uh, you know, look, it, it's, it's a game that an entire set of spectators or participants as negative spectators, i.e. short sellers, you know, have, have gotten onto for, um, I don't know, seven plus years. And it's a game that, uh, you know, anybody that has been a negative skeptic spectator has mostly been losing um, as the price as a measure of belief and expectations has continued to ascend. And so um, all I feel is that there's confidence, and I don't know if it's five years or 10 years or 15 years hence, that this will be a tremendous study of human nature and markets and belief. I truly believe that Elon is exceptional at being able to capitalize on celebrity and reduce his cost of capital. And if you look at the measures of what a CEO ought to do, I mean, a truly good CEO, you know, it's come up with a vision, it's deliver the capital to execute on that vision, it's recruit incredible people and communicate the heck out of that strategy internally and externally and then hold people accountable, right? And, and hire and fire them. And so by most measures, like, is he an amazing CEO? I'm not saying he's an honest one, but, you know, having a big, bold vision, you know, attracting a certain cohort of people to provide capital, um, it happens to coincide at a time where you have folks like Ark or Bailey Gifford, you know, that themselves are able to uh, capitalize on people's desire to capitalize on a future that they want to believe in. And so it's a, it's a frustrating thing for those who want accountability and, you know, truthiness, as Colbert said. And, but we're in an era where it doesn't seem to matter. And so far, there's been no punitive consequences for people who lie so I, I think this is an impossible question to answer but nonetheless do you have any sense of how long we can keep up just with a narrative so to speak as you so eloquently just succinctly describe the environment or what up would upend that well uh you know there are, again fundamentals and expectations and there's like objective reality and intersubjective reality and uh you know i'm an atheist uh but I would look and probably sit with Dawkins and Hitchens and Harris and others and be confounded that mankind has continued for, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of years to believe in invisible people in the sky that, you know, decree morality and so forth. But we would have been very wrong. I used to show people a chart um, <clears throat> which had this exponential curve. I'd say, do you know what this is? And because other people know that I have the public propensity to be quite critical of Tesla, they would say, what is that Tesla stock price? I say, no, it's actually the number of Mormons in the United States. And um, I have friends that are Mormons. It's, uh, you know, um, interesting religion, but, you know, one that has, um, you know, for every two people that go out as missionaries, I think they convert about 16. So two are sort of begetting 32. Uh, and then if they have on average five or six children, you know, two beget 38 or something. And so when you look at the compounding conversion of belief, which is what many of these things are, <clears throat> whether it's in the stock market, whether it's in political realms, whether it's in religion, um, you know, narratives can exceed evidence for a very long time. Like the old anecdote goes, you know, of, a lie can get halfway around the world before the truth gets out of bed. And technology has certainly accelerated and amplified that. So I, I think I, I, I think the, the frustrating, maybe cynical thing is that there are people that know that and people that, you know, rail against it. And maybe they're on a righteous pursuit and, you know, they want to. And, and I feel like you guys, and to an extent, you know, parts of what I do are that. But then there are other people that I've identified. Look, there's, you know, sucker born every minute and some are over at like PT Barnum and others are just promoters in the stock market and they're able to capitalize on their celebrity or fandom or people that flock or follow them. And it's, uh, you know, to me, it's the same thing as like a Sunday morning Joel Osteen preacher that, 
you know, is the, it, like to me embodies the daggers and men's smiles of Shakespeare. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so, so I, I think unfortunately frauds and narratives and manipulation of people in pretty much every realm is, is here to stay. And there's people who uh, rail against it. I mean, if you think about why do we rail against it, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's arguably no more virtuous, you know, it's status seeking, right? I get status if I call out BS. Um, yeah. So I've, I've come to accept almost, I don't want to say the futility of it, but it's here to stay. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that, Josh, cause I, I, you know, I have this, I guess this inbuilt belief and I share your religious views, but I have this inbuilt belief that, that human beings have this ultimately this sense of right and wrong and I've spoken to many high-profile short sellers about Tesla, and it stopped being about the money a long, 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 long time ago. And many of them have lost money, written a line under it, but they still bang this drum because there's a sense that you know this isn't right. You shouldn't be able to get away with this stuff, you know. And and that's when I try and boil it down. That's what it feels like to me. It's just I, I I'm I'm not happy seeing someone get away with this stuff because it's just it's just not right. You know, and I think that that's an evolved you know innate sense of. Uh, um, when we see a cheater or, you know, something's not there. And, and typically it's, it's the tribe that actually identifies and tracks it. What's different here is that there's a tribal identity of being part of it. And, and some of the best tricksters are able to create that us versus them mentality that, you know, we're on a crusade. It's, it's us versus them. It's us against them. And that, you know, of course happens in populist movements in, in politics. Um, and, and some chieftains in the corporate world have been able to seize that. It, it happens in the crypto world. Um, you know, it happens in, um, in, uh, in, in high tech. And, uh, but yeah, for, for some, it is more about the moral crusade of, you know, this is wrong and seeing somebody that's like the, um, the monorail man from the Simpsons. Lyle Landley. Yes, exactly. Right. You do a, a citizenry, uh, who arguably are not like, you know, naive, like they, they've heard the criticism, right. But the criticism is so deftly demonized that, um, you know, they're just being lured like lemmings off the cliff. And, and by the way, so far, right, if you were a believer, you have been nothing but rewarded. Yeah, I, I think that's the point. And what I keep coming back to when I think about that stuff is, and, and this will bring us nicely into technology, I think, is that when you look at how the world around us has changed, you know, man has spent our entire existence trying to make things easy for ourselves and, and to do less work and have more production from it. And technology has obviously enabled that. But in the, in the markets, it seems that social media has really hastened this move to distilling everything down to the stock price. You know, that's where we've ended up. It's the only thing that matters is the stock price. Hence the end zone dancing in Tesla because, hey, stock price broke. <laughs> and the end dancing in the crypto space because... Bitcoin, bro, you know, orange pill, stock go up, whatever the number go up, whatever it is. And it feels to me like we are at a point where it's becoming clearer that technology is not just enabling this kind of behavior, but fueling it. Am I misguided in that? Well, I, I think technology has always been an amplifier of things. You know, I mean, if you take every one of our senses, quite literally, you know, you're, you're wearing glasses, you have headphones, there's both technologies that are amplifying your innate senses. Um, you know, the microphone is able to pick up and amplify. And so, so it, from, from the native local technologies that we use to amplify our senses to, you know, radio or television and broadcast, you know, it, it, you could argue that widespread democratization, you know, technology is always a virtuous thing. We always...
full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.